What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another business breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with Brandon Lumby of Best Choice Painting. Really, the big topic today was in-home sales strategy. It's a topic for most of us. Every customer is different. Every customer buys different. So it requires much time, effort, and energy to figure out the best way to offer our services, which are usually going to be higher than the competition. And we kind of took a different angle here. You know, one big topic that came up was identifying the ideal scenario for an individual and then tailoring your sales process, your estimating process to align with that best case scenario. Great episode here. Dive in, take notes, and it starts now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Brandon Lundy of Best Shows Painting in Wisconsin. Welcome, my friend. Um, let's just dive in, Thank man. You. I really want to know kind of what your day-to-day -day looks like. And really, there's two questions that I have in that regard. Uh, what is your business look like in terms of what's going really well for you? What is an area sales, marketing, production that you feel like is, is awesome? And what's an area that uh, you'd like for me to shed a little light on about an area that you want to expand and, and grow? Um, so I think what I, what I have a lot of success in and what I do well is um, just my communication with my customers. Um, when, when I go, I do an initial consultation. Um, I usually tell them I'll have the quote to them within a day or two. And I always make sure I follow through with that. Um, I think that's one thing I have over a lot of my competition. Um, because I hear from customers that they're still waiting on other quotes all the time, stuff like that. Um, and the way I write quotes, I think too, I try and be detailed, um, try and add pictures to personalize it a little bit. Um, that's one thing I try to do. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, I, I don't have a, uh, the town I live in, there is not, uh, the competition is not super crazy. I mean, there's a couple painting companies in the town I live in specifically, um, but I, I called, one of them is tied up. I think they do like new construction primarily and stuff. Um, so <clears throat> that part, that part's nice, um, but there's a town about the town I was born and raised in about 30 minutes away. Um, I I've bidded a couple jobs out there recently and I have not gotten the bids. There was one in particular I really wanted new construction, yeah. uh, walls only beautiful cake work. Um, and I, I sent the quote, I think I gave him a really good number that all I had to look at was I went and looked at it. It was, down to the studs. It was just studs or framed, you know? So um, they sent me an email to do a virtual tour. I did that. Um, they sent me actually blue, uh, blueprints, which was nice. 
So based on everything I had, I gave them my quote. And right away, they emailed me and said that I was 2K, 2,000 higher than both their other quotes. This house wasn't even built yet? No. Okay. So in my competition, just to give you an idea, that would have put them at like three, four grand. Yeah. And you came in thinking you were fair. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's kind of, let's kind of hang there for a sec. Just like, let me, let me grasp that. And I, I have a couple follow-up questions on that. Like, so first thing I'd like to understand is like, what is your, what is your ideal job? Like in, in marketing, in the marketing world, they call it like, what is your customer avatar? Right. If I had to like identify my ideal customer, have you put any thought into like who your ideal customer and your ideal job is? Like what's your customer avatar and what's your ideal job avatar? Ideal job, probably um, just residential repaints, I guess. Interior uh, or exterior? Interior. What is the scope? Walls only? Seal, ceilings? Trim or doors? Um, walls and ceilings, ideal, ideally. Um, but trim, great. If they had doors, great. Uh, those would be so the ideal job for you is I called you over I have a lived-in home and I say Brandon I want I want my walls and my ceiling done you're happy you love that done yeah yeah um when okay. you say lived in though um yeah, I guess yeah okay but yeah. usually the majority of the people are going to be lived in so I guess we'll, we'll kind of you know compromise their lived-in home walls and ceiling it's probably the majority of the, of the people let's start right Who's the ideal customer? What's their age range? Um, to actually, I'm finding that um, kind of the younger uh, 30s, uh, mid 30s to maybe mid 40s, the younger people are. That's the individual they gave this estimate to who was building their house between the ages of 30 and 40. That I don't know. I actually never met them. They reached out to me. Um, I believe that one was a recommendation from Facebook. Um, so I never was able to meet them. Chances are they were. Chances are. If What's that? Do you think chances are they were in that younger age range? Yeah, I, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, okay. So between ages 30 and 40 um, is who that was. But would you say that's your ideal customer? Or would you say that's your most common customer? I'm talking ideal customers. That I would, I would say that's my more ideal customer. I'm finding with... Um, the, to say this, I mean, the older age group, I'm finding that, um, I don't know if they're used to prices. They've, you know, they haven't had the house painted in 10, 20 or 10, 15 years, let's say. And now I come to them with my price and they don't understand why yeah, well, we paid $700 for this 10, 15 years ago. Well, things have changed, obviously. So like, so your ideal customer, 30 to 40, and then sometimes the older people, they want to hold on to the money until they move to Florida and they have an excess of it. That's what yeah, a little bit. <laughs> they, they sell their big house in Wisconsin. Dude, there's so many Wisconsinians here, dude. I mean, yeah, the bars for uh, sports are like loaded with like Packers fans. Yeah, they, that's uh, the older people, man. They're like birds. They fly south once, well, you know. Because they, they, everyone owns the Packers, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, You're talking to an owner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so cool, man. So that was kind of, that's kind of helpful for me. And I think whenever somebody kind of gives me the idea that uh, people are saying no, because of price, it's, there's a strategy behind it. Number one, we have to understand that our customers 
are uneducated, okay? Very uneducated when it comes to doing painting in, in the home, buying a paint job, hiring a painting company. 100%. And so I know this because I ask it to every single customer. I don't log it, but just generally I know that one out of 10 have hired a painting, a professional painting company before, okay? Mm -hmm. So that would be like expecting somebody to go into a car dealership for the first time and then hearing that a brand new car is $25,000 if they haven't been to one. If the last time they went to a car dealership was in 1999 when brand new cars were $14,000. Right. Yeah. The difference is how business is done now, the processes that have changed. Some, some businesses, they'll do things the way they did in 1999. Um, right. Prices have never changed, but for a motivated individual like you, you're putting together nice proposals, you're communicating effectively, you're giving them a set start date. All those things are intangible things that they yet understand the value of. Okay. So yeah. it's really important that you focus not so much on the job because that would be like somebody coming into the dealership and focusing heavily on the car instead of the experience that they're getting. Because let me ask you this, if you're going into a car dealership and your salesperson, instead of greeting you says, hey, that car could be the best car in the world, but the experience could alter the buying decision, whether or not yeah. they the car or not. If the guy's just a jerk, it's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, you want this car? You want to do a test drive? You know, it's yeah. like, like, you know, so if you put, if you think about it like that, the experience does affect the buying decision. Okay. So if you have somebody that's excited, Hey, so what brings you in a dealership today? Mm -hmm. What is, you know what, we have a hundred thousand cars. Like we have cars, I have databases that would be impossible for you to select a car. Can I ask you a question and you, and you say, let me ask you, what is the most important feature that you want in your car? And then they open up to you and they say, well, actually we're getting ready to have a baby and we really need third row seats. So like that guy asked the right question and now he can align with the customer's most important need. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Instead That's of saying, great instead points. Of, yeah, instead of just saying, hey, we have a bunch of cars. Let me show you my favorite, right? Yeah. And she in her head isn't going to tell her, well, I, well, I'm having a baby. Like, no, like, like the experience affects the sale, right? So yeah. for you as a business owner to facilitate the experience now in your case that you gave me about this cold job you weren't acting in your ideal scenario so to me i would write that off as as an easy loss because number one you didn't get a face-to-face -face interaction you've you've already you, you've kind of like disqualified yourself because when you don't have that face-to-face -face interaction what do people compare you with the right yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I knew on that one too. You didn't have the ability to do what you take most pride in. Yeah. Just from hearing you, you take most pride in communication, presentation, ability to separate yourself. You didn't get to take pride in those things. They said, hey, can you go to the house and check it out? You said, yeah, sure. And then you sent them the proposal. They didn't look at your beautiful pictures. They didn't care about your presentation. They said, oh, he wants six grand. Well, this company wants four, four grand. They compared you to the numbers because you didn't give them anything else to compare you to. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, you know? so absolutely. So that's why I made it a focus initially to say, hey, what is your ideal situation? Your ideal situation is 
knocking on the door. Hey, Mrs. Jones, you know, like yeah. that thing, right? Because you want them to meet you, get to know you and understand what separates you outside of the numbers. Right. And um, I do think I once, and I was, I was talking with my wife and she said, you know, that's, she said, th- she said, if you were able to get actually meet those people face to face, she thought that my chances would have been a lot higher. And um, I, could tell I agree. But... I mean, seriously, like, here's the thing, right? I have a hundred landscape companies. Okay. I got three estimates. They're all around the same price. One guy was higher, but guess what? The guy that was higher texted me right back. He was at my door the time he said he would. Okay. Yep. Came with a clipboard, right? He was professional, told me some random things about my yard that I don't care about, but sounded important. So I told him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and guess what? I'm now in a committed $100 a month agreement, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, am I going to go out there and check? No, not at all. I don't care. But I know that I can count on this guy. Worth more definitely showed me that. If he just texted me a price, hey, it's 100 bucks a month. And then, the, and then another guy texted me a price. Hey, it's forty bucks a month. Why wouldn't I go with the cheaper guy? They both texted me. So, right. Important as a business owner, put yourself in the position of a customer. You've got to do it, dude. You've got to see it that way because it'll help you become more effective. Now, let's kind of get into your customer experience because I want to put this little situation behind us with this this empty house that had, you know, yeah. you know, that's not your ideal job. You should have said no be honest with you. You should have just been like, unfortunately, you know, we don't, we don't do estimates that we can't actually interact with you in person. You say it nicely, but we'd like for you to be there. Are you able to be there? Oh, okay. Unfortunately we don't. Cause you know, this waste of time. They're just going to compare you to price. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. I didn't think of it that way. I lower your standards, you know, and then what it does yeah. is it throws you off course and you start to second guess. Am I doing this right? Is my, you know, why are my prices this way? So on and so forth. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, so one thing that I just want to kind of touch base on is like what that customer experience looks like. And now picture what I told you about the car dealership. So when you go up to somebody at the house, can you walk me through kind of what you do um, when you're about to give an estimate or what does that interaction look like? You know, you're knocking on my door. Like, what, what do I expect? Um, yeah. So basically knock on the door. I go in and just um, ask them to just kind of show me what they're looking to have done. Um, that's one thing um, that's something I've actually been thinking about right now um, in the past couple of days is that I think I could do a better job on is actually explaining, um, trying to, because what as a painter to like with a car, for example, like you said, with a car, if you're trying to sell them this car compared to another car, you have all these features on the better car. So with painting, it's like there's nothing uh, tangible, right? You can't just right. show them the car. You right. To, you've got to put them in the car mentally. Because right. You have the luxury of saying, "Hey, this is the car. This is what you're going to get if you buy it." Mm-hmm. The contractor, where you're going with this, I believe, just to kind of, I want to help bridge the gap here because you're right there, dude. You've got to create the car. But you can continue. I think that is that where you were heading with that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to because I mean to explain why, and I, I can give them reasons why my company, why it, it's gonna be the best choice, obviously. <laughs> um, but, you know, what they think is, well, I mean, it's 
I don't know what they think, but they might think, well, I mean, you're both just going to paint the room. So what? One of your lines is a little straighter. You use different paint. They don't. Two words for every single, anytime anyone calls you. Okay. And then I'm going to bring it back to you. It's called ideal scenario. Every person who is getting ready to make a buying decision has created the ideal scenario in them. Yeah. Identify what the best case scenario is. Best case scenario, if I go to a car dealership, I'm going to find the perfect car for me at the perfect price that I want to pay. Okay. Right. That's me as a buyer. That doesn't mean I'm not willing to pay more if I'm shown value. That just means that I'm going to come in and receive more value than the value of what I'm buying. Okay. That's the ideal scenario. What would be a worst case scenario is if I pay more for less value. Okay. Yeah. We want the person paying the money to feel like they've won because you can't quantify value. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't quantify. Mm -hmm. So if I spend 95% of my time building value. Forget the project, dude. We're expected to paint, okay? Don't worry about the project. Okay, you want your walls, ceiling, trim done? We're going to go over a couple specifications. Boom, I'm going into my value points when I go to a house. I want them to know what they're going to get. I want to get as close as what their ideal scenario is as possible. Let me give you an example. Somebody calls yeah. and says they're moving into a house and they need an estimate for painting. First thing they say, are you able to meet the realtor there? And I'd say, actually, you know what's even greater? We don't have to wait for that. This is case specific. I can build value over the phone. You just didn't get a chance to with this person that you work with. I say, you know what? I'm going to do one even better for you. Actually, we have probably phenomenal photos online and we can look at the photos online and we can make a, a, a proposal for you based off those photos to save you from having to do all that. I want to save you as much time as possible because chances are you're probably trying to line us up for a move-in date and we want to see if we can actually do this as quickly as possible. Would yeah. you agree that that's the ideal scenario for the customer? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you know they're moving, yeah. You know they're moving, but I but but here's the thing. So from there, and I, I, I say, okay, we're gonna get the pricing out of the way. And then I say, well, let me just explain to you how our move-in process works with customers. Do you mind? And Go they'll, ahead. They'll, they'll say, yeah. You know, and, and I'll say, well, here's how it works. Typically, what we do is we hold a five hundred dollar deposit. If the deal falls through, we will refund your deposit as long as you show us some sort of you know, form or something that says that the deal fell through. And the reason why we do that is just to make sure we can lock you in on our schedule. That's it. Just right there, I've set myself light years away. That's just an example of building situational value. Now, if you get somebody that comes to you, now you're knocking on the door, let's talk in person. And they'd say, hey, Brandon, the reason why I called you was because the HOA sent us a letter and we need to get our house painted, right? So then you would emphasize how quickly you can get the job done and how efficiently you can get it done rather than the, the product, the warranty. No, yeah, yeah. about the ideal scenario. I need to get this guy in here before I get fined. So yeah. it comes down to identifying what is most important to them. Sort of like I gave you the example of, hey, Mitz, what is most important to you in a car? Find out what's always most important in the ideal scenario of your customer and try to align your sales process with that. Yeah. Um. And I definitely, there's, I'm always kind of gauging people, gauging the situation. Uh, for example, if it's, 
the opposite of moving in if they're moving out quick repaint just um doll it up quick so it's ready for sale that kind of stuff but yeah sometimes um I know I read something um, that you, I think you posted about um, kind of asking about their budget. Okay. Uh, I've never been able to successfully, I've never really tried. I've never been able to successfully find a way to ask that question. Um, you know, like, do you guys have a budget in mind? Because yeah. that is a lot easier. Yeah, it makes things a lot easier. That's that's I, I I think I put in there. That's the golden number, bro. If you can find out somebody's budget. Yeah. Ideal scenario. That's why I keep saying that. I want you to lock it in. Ideal scenario is they pay what they pay they pay less than the value that they're getting. Right. Everyone has that ideal scenario. It's up to you to build the value. Value can't be quantified, so it can work in your favor if you do it right. Okay? Yeah. So the reality of the situation is asking for the budget should only occur after they've seen your price right it should never occur before there's some people that yeah buy people and that's not my style i'm going to give you a price then i'm going to follow up with you and i'm going to ask mm -hmm. you a few questions right then and there i'm going to find out whether or not you're the reason you're not hiring me if they say no tanner we don't have any questions and then they're going to say well we want to get a couple more estimates and i say well may i ask you a question and then they'll say, yeah, sure. I said, well, do you think that we would do a good job for you if you were to hire us? And they'd say, yeah, I mean, you guys are reputable, you, you, you know. And I said, did I do a good job kind of answering all your questions? Yeah. And I said, well, may I ask, is there a reason that you're, you're looking for more estimates? And they'd say, well, you know, it, it really comes down to kind of price, you know, and they'll, they'll be honest. You ask them, they'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, the price is a little more than what we wanted to pay. And I said, okay, well, may, may I ask you, what was the budget for the price? You see how easy that just comes out? Yeah, the, yeah, the way you do it, the way you just did it right there, that that comes that came out really nice and it's like we're friends. Like, hey, I just want to know, I'm trying to help you. What, yeah. what budget for the project? And from there, bro, I mean, you have such good information because there's a lady today. Um, I called her, did this exact same thing. We were at 7,800. Okay, ma'am, may I ask you, what was the budget for the project? Well, Tanner, we wanted to be at seven thousand. 800 bucks away, really? Okay, so yeah. like, this is where I build value. Again, even though they told me that, now I know that I have to build anywhere between $7,000 and $7,800 worth of value. So how do I showcase $700 to $800? In other words, how do I justify that my company is worth paying more, $800 more than somebody that comes in and quotes it for seven grand? Yeah. And I also know that at seven grand, I have a deal and I know my margins. So at the very least, I'll make 38% on the job. So it's like, let me see if I can build it up a little bit. So I'd say, you know, Jane, I loved meeting with you yesterday. Hopefully by now that you see that we would do a great job. You know, one thing that you told me was really important to you was that we would protect your plants. That's actually something that we actually have a pre-job meeting about. Um, and, and one of those things will be emphasized. And I know that you find value in that, you know, and would you agree? And then she says, yes, absolutely. I said, well, in order to have great guys that take pride in doing those sorts of things, and I'm sure you know, you told me you were in business 20 years ago. You've got to pay very well. And that's one thing that contributes to our higher cost is that, you know, we have a higher labor cost than many of the other guys that just subcontract work or, you know, pick people up or however they do it. Our guys are loyal employees that have been with us for years. 
So that's part of the reason why our pricing is a little outside of maybe what you have expected. You know, and I'm coming across so smooth with just the idea that I'm doing this for you, Jane. I'm building value for you. We're providing yeah. a great service for you, Jane. Okay, I'm not doing this for me. This is for you, Jane. <laughs> I filtered out my applicants for you, Jane. So I think. <laughs> so I say, listen, Jane. Here's the thing. I have a little room here, but I can only do it today. I'm going to adjust this proposal to $7,500 if we can lock in a lock in a lock in the job today. Would you? allow me to earn your business today at that, at that price. She thought about it. Absolutely. Tanner, you know what? You're right. Let's get this thing done. You know, so we were only 300 away. Really. I built $500 worth of value. I had some room, so I wasn't going to, you know, for me personally, like I'm not going to go back up to 78. That's hard. Cause that's, you know, that's a little bit harder, but for me, 75, cool, 45% margin, four day job. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. So I just want to share that with you because sometimes it takes, one more question. Sometimes it takes asking the tough questions of budget and then not so much just asking what that budget is, just knowing that that's the starting point. That's how much more value you have to build. So with your guy, at, you said your competition was at like three to four, you think? Yeah. Yeah. You were at what? Five to six? Six. Yep. Six. Okay. So to build three grand worth of value to somebody that's never met you, doesn't know your personality, you know nothing about them, impossible. It was, yeah, it, it was, they, um, they said to me that, um, they said, I think maybe you gave us a two cold price and that could be the difference. <laughs> well, we want, we we're certain that it's only going to take one, one coat. They said it's going to be painted, um, Dover, uh, I think Dover white, the builders were going to paint it Dover white. They said, we've done it in our new house. Builders are going to spray it and they're, it's going to be thin. And the first coat that you put on of nice paint is going to soak in there like a sponge. Suck it up. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I told him, you know, I could, I said, I'd go down to five, around five grand. I told him, and um, I really thought they were, I, I thought, I thought we were really close to making it happen, but. So um, the thing about it is, is again, remember the ideal scenario. Um, you didn't create enough value to justify the difference. That's all it was. That's all. It yeah. Was. You know, and it's the, again, it's hard to do that in a cold sales environment like that. I mean, you're again, didn't meet them. They don't get to know you. They can't trust you. They can't get a read on you. They don't look into your eyes. They don't know all these things that, that help the value, you know, like again, people go into car dealerships every day and buy cars because it's freaking experience, not the car, you know, remember Yeah. Because it's the experience that people pay for. People pay more for a great experience. You know, I was in the driveway with this lady that I just told you about, talking about her life and her family and her time in business. She felt drawn to me. And I don't play on that in a way that's manipulative at all, dude. Right. Get it twisted. I'm not like that. I got out of car sales because it was manipulative. I'm very honest. I'm very straightforward. But I believe in my brand. I believe in my guys. And I know that I'm fighting not against the good companies. I love them. I don't see them as competition. I think they help me because they raise the prices in the area. I'm fighting against the guys that don't do things right. They don't right. do the right way. They don't do workers comp. They, they do shoddy work and they put a bad name on our industry. That's who I'm fighting against. So if I need to be a little strategic and I got to come across a little strong to get Jane to jump into my lifeboat before she drowns in a sea of these guys, then I have to do that. That's yeah. It. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's it, it's it's tough. I mean, it, it, you said it right, though. I mean, 
it's the it's the guys out there going $150 a room. Those are the guys, yeah, they're killing the industry and it's um, and 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 then it's as we're talking about right now. I mean, it, it's separating why finding a way to explain why I why why I'm worth paying the extra. And I mean, it, it's I understand why. I can explain them why. I can give them some reasons. Um, but I guess. So that let me be something to grab onto to take with you on the next estimate. That was the purpose of this is just to give you some tangible, intangible tangibility. Here's yeah. number one. You want to identify what the main motivation is. This is going to get closer to the ideal scenario. Okay. The main motivation. I'm moving in, moving out. My wife really wants this done. She's been asking me for 10 years. The paint's fading. I'm worried about water damage. This, that, and the other. Find the reason first. Because I just gave you six random scenarios that require different ways of approaching the job, right? Yeah. Find that out. So what's the story? Why did you call us over today? And then from there, you got to tailor your sales approach. Number two, biggest barrier in the house painting industry, colors. Have you chosen colors yet? No, my wife is really stressing out about it. No problem. We offer free color consultation. No problem. We'll get you some samples. No problem. I have a color deck that we'll provide to you if you decide to do business with us. Don't ever bring colors into the house. Ever on the estimate. Ever. Big mistake. Have you been doing that? No. Bring colors into the house? Yeah, like a color deck. No, I don't. No, certainly don't come in with it right off the bat. That'll, you know, that'll confuse them. They won't yeah. You'll be looking at the colors. I made that mistake, so... <laughs> I'm just making sure that you do. Yeah, no, unless they um, ask. I, I don't like getting involved with colors. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, but just, uh, I got No, but just here's what I'm saying, though. This is a way to build value. If you don't want to get right. into colors, then you find somebody that does. Sherwin Williams offer a free color consultation. I work with an interior designer, too. I'm, I'm trying to set something up with her. But where it comes down to is that's your way of building value, man. You could say, hey, you're, you're asking that question to find a pain point. The husband might be saying, oh, my God, she's stressed out about colors, but we still need to get the house painted. No problem. Don't worry. We actually work with an interior designer. So that separates you from the other guy. Ideal scenario. Remember, he's happy that colors are out of the freaking equation. He's tired of going to the paint store. Yeah. You know, right? You've just yeah. your friend. Third question. What's the time frame of the project? Oh, we need this done as soon as possible. Perfect. So you can create urgency. Oh, we're not too worried about getting it done. We're going to be leaving this, that, waiting for the roof to get done. Perfect. You can create urgency to get it done to fit in your schedule. So it's like those three questions. What's the story? Have you chosen colors? When do you want the project done? Based off of those three things, then you can alter your approach in each of those areas and build value. That's all it's about. Building value, connecting with their ideal scenario. Yeah. So, 100%. For you, man. I, I hope this was helpful. Was it, was it helpful? Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I really do. Absolutely. Maybe if you want to jump on again after you find success with this and you want to take it up a notch of really diving into that closing process, that sales process, happy to do it, man. Just reach out to me. Sounds good. Thank you. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business 
to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.